Welcome back to the Chronically Ill Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jane, and I can't believe that it's already been a whole week since we've last hung out, chatted, had a fun old time. Um, A lot has happened in this last week, and I just want to do a little catch up before we get into this episode. Um, So this past weekend, I got cleared to go to my cousin's wedding and this was a big wedding because it was like the first wedding of the year and like last year a bunch of us got engaged i got engaged um my cousin who we went to another cousin and then my fiance's brother and so all these weddings are happening this year next year and this was the first one so Obviously, I was planning on going. I was super, super excited for the wedding, and I didn't think I was going to go because of the surgery, but then the doctor said that I was doing so well that I was able to go, and then on top of it, I thought that I was just going to be sitting down the whole time, and that was pretty much it, but I was able to dance, and it was just like a really, really fun night, something I really needed and it just made me feel so good to be able to do that and to see everyone and just have fun you know like I had surgery 11 days before that and then I was just there and it just felt great so that was awesome now we're back in Palo Alto at our little apartment relaxing I noticed that my incision is very inflamed not a lot but enough for me to notice it and it's a little painful but honestly other than that i feel so good um i'm eating a lot more i just feel like i have a lot of energy and it's just really nice while i was on dialysis if you knew me during that time and that was the only time you've ever known me you know that i ate like a freaking three-year-old child like i could not eat anything I had to order off the kids menu most of the time because otherwise I was just wasting money on a food and now it is just so great to be able to eat again because it it's just awesome to eat if you like to eat like eat all your food I always want to eat all my food but I just couldn't and now I can and it's great so watch out because once I'm able to go back to the gym it's over for y'all it's over I'm telling you Alright, enough of me just rambling about myself. I really, really wanted to get into this episode today because I just thought it was such an important topic and something that I struggled with for a long time and luckily was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, as cliche as that sounds, and I really just wanted to share like how I got there just my way of getting there and maybe giving you guys some tips if you are in a similar situation to me um but i wanted to talk about how your illness isn't your identity so that's kind of a kind of a broad topic and it could be looked at in so many different ways and perspectives um but one of the ways that i kind of want to look at it is not only your image how you look how your body changes because of your illness um your mental health how your mental health can be so hurt disrupted needs a lot of work during a diagnosis during just a flare or a hard time 
Um, even something like this, going through a transplant, um, yeah, it's an exciting time. It's something that you might have been waiting for for years and years, but your mental health takes a hit during that time. Also, just the stigma around chronic illness in general and how it can make you feel so different, so isolated, so much like no one understands you. And that's not just something that's for a month or two or, two or a year. It's something that's once you're diagnosed, it's for a lifetime. And it could be something that might be really hard to wrap your head around, to be able to explain to people, um, to just digest it yourself and find a way to be happy in your own skin, knowing that you're a different person, but also the same person at the same time, if that makes sense. (laughs) I know for me, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't like talking about the fact that I had lupus. I got diagnosed at 13, as you guys know, and so when I finally came back to school and people would ask me why I was in the hospital and everything and why I was gone for so long, my answer wasn't to advocate like how it is now. It wouldn't be to let people know like what lupus is and all that good stuff. It was just, oh, I was sick. Oh, I had pneumonia. Like something like that. And it was never anything that I wanted to talk about for years, honestly. Um, When I got that diagnosis, and I was so young, I didn't really understand much anyway. But when I got that diagnosis, I really just, I didn't want to talk about it. I thought if I didn't talk about it, then it wasn't as present, which obviously we all know is not true. It is very helpful to talk about it and to just express your feelings, whether that's good or bad, whether you don't have the explanation of why you feel a certain way, why you're crying, why you're mad. Um, I truly believe that everyone, okay, that's a lie, not everyone, but majority of people that have a diagnosis that is um, for a lifetime Um, you go through the five stages of grief and I really feel like I've been through the stages of grief multiple multiple times at different stages of my life for example I went through it when I was first diagnosed at 13 I went through it again when I was 18 and I had my very first flare and then I went through it like three or four times um when I had my second flare, which ultimately is what killed my kidneys. I had it like three or four times from 2018 to 2019. And then once I was put on dialysis or told I needed to start dialysis, I went through it. I can't even tell you how many times um, since I've been on dialysis. And it would resolve itself and I would not be sad or mad or angry or any of that and then time would go on and I would go through it again and same thing it was just a cycle over and over and over for years and I would stay in some stages a lot longer than others and vice versa and that cycle was very hard and it was something I feel like it lasted so long and it kept repeating itself because I didn't have an end date to anything. 
I feel like this applies to anything in general. If you don't know when something's going to end, it just makes the process a lot harder and a lot more gruesome than it really needs to be. As if someone told me, hey, you're going to be on dialysis for six months and that's it. August 15th, 2019 is the day and that'll be when you get your kidney transplant. That would be a lot easier to swallow and handle and comprehend and accept versus, hey, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen hopefully one day. And sitting on that was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, For the longest time, I didn't want, like I said, to talk about my illness. So I definitely didn't want that to be my identity and I didn't want um, anyone to know about anything that I was going through, the pain, the struggles that I went through, the struggles that I was going through. Same with dialysis. I didn't want anyone to really know Um, until I started going through the acceptance stage at one point in during my dialysis journey early on and I was just thinking like if I could find one person to connect with to confide in or even they confide in me maybe it would make it a little easier on myself and so that's when I decided that I wanted to start my YouTube and I was really consistent with my YouTube for a long time and I met a lot of people on that um, channel and it's still the channel I use right now, but I stopped posting for a long time because again, I just went through another cycle and I just didn't want to post on there anymore. And during the time that I was posting a lot and I was on Instagram a lot talking about everything and just my story and just daily updates and whatnot, it really did help not just me i feel like it helped other people too who would reach out to me and who were in the place where they were too scared or they were too uncomfortable to talk about anything um and it was really cool to be able to meet and connect with people all over the world somewhere in a different country um someone reached out to me a couple years ago and asked if he can use my story in his project for school at his university and he wasn't from here i don't remember what country he was from but i just thought that was really cool so i was on (laughs) in his class on his presentation and just things like that things like i have friends now that i would have never had if it weren't for creating those pages and going outside of my comfort zone and realizing lupus isn't my identity but it is a part of me i think everyone um takes a diagnosis so differently so it it takes everyone a different amount of time to accept the fact that this is what they have this is what they have to deal with this is what their life looks now and honestly grieving the life that they thought that their life was going to be and accepting the life that you now have and I feel like that is the hardest part but once you get there it's the most 
fulfilling part and you really can be yourself and be genuinely happy when you accept that this is the life that you are living now and you accommodate to that life and you can become happy that way a lot of people can be happy without accepting their illness or their diagnosis but i just feel like it's not the fullest amount of happiness that you possibly can be because you're not accepting a big part of you that like i will keep repeating your illness is not your identity but it is a big part of you and it is something that you have to live with and you have to accept to have a more beautiful life because once you accept it you take down those walls that you're holding that you're building up and you're holding back emotions and you're holding back feelings that you should feel and you should express and i truly think that you should share your story even if it's just once and you should tell people the real reason you're in the hospital and you shouldn't be ashamed of the things that you have to change now that you're diagnosed with this illness it doesn't have to be lupus it could be anything one of the things that was really hard for me for a very long time was the fact that i um may not want to do certain plans with friends or i feel like i don't have the energy to do something or even if i go to something that i wanted to go to say it was a concert but i just feel drained i don't have energy i don't really want to be there but i committed to going and i went um and having that feeling of having to explain why i'm acting so quiet or so shy or even just trying to exert my energy that i don't have to avoid answering those types of questions um i think it's just really important to be open with your friends your loved ones if they're people that you don't know or you barely know and you don't want to explain to them that's fine but your friends that love you and you love you should feel comfortable to explain to them and if they're really your friends if they're really meant to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife they will listen and they will understand and that was something that i was very scared of for a long time because um my exes didn't really understand so when i started dating friends that was one of my biggest triggers and scariest things was to be able to explain to him not only did i have lupus not only did i have kidney disease but now i'm going on dialysis what three months after we meet and that scared the shit out of me because of what happened in the past but to my surprise and thankfully um he didn't react in the way that i thought he was going to react and if i would have let myself continue to like hide and be scared of just letting people in my life that i care about know what's up then we wouldn't be together right now and we wouldn't be getting married next year and a lot of things would have been different it's like a butterfly effect 
overall moral of this babbling story is that once you accept yourself first others will accept you and grieving is normal and honestly it's necessary to accept yourself and the people that are meant to be in your life will accept you just as the way you are even if they've known the old you they will love and accept this version of you so much more than your old version because they love you and they're changing just as you are it just might be in a different way but if they're meant to be in your life then they will accept you too and overall the biggest biggest message like i said is just to accept yourself and i don't want anyone to take as long as i took to accept myself the way that i was and i wish that i did in high school and just accept myself in high school and really just embrace the person that i was meant to be because i truly feel like yes everything sucks like why did i have to have a kidney transplant why do I have to be on dialysis for four years? Why do I know a hospital so well? But honestly, I feel like I was meant to have this happen to me. And I would have known that sooner if I just accepted it sooner. And I hope that if you're struggling with accepting yourself and accepting your situation, that you are able to find that within yourself very very soon and you just find the happiness that you've truly been looking for all along and i really hope that happens for you oh my gosh i hope that wasn't too much of like a babbly boring stupid rant but i really feel like that message was very important and something i've been wanting to share for a while on this podcast and on this channel um the next couple weeks, I'm hopefully going to be having a couple guests. It's not going to be, it might not be next week, but coming up soon, there's going to be a couple fun guests and I'm really excited for those. So stay tuned. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's here on YouTube or the podcast. I really appreciate you guys and I look forward to hearing from you guys, hearing your feedback and I'll see you again next week. Bye. Keep it